Welcome to Divorce Talk with Nicola Beer, a show dedicated to creating change and emotional healing for executives, professionals, and expats in the various stages of marriage breakdown and divorce. Discover insightful strategies to better manage your personal affairs and learn secrets to creating more happiness, love, and success in your life today. Hi, this is Nicola Beer, and you're listening to Divorce Talk. Today, I'm going to talk to you about rejection. Rejection is one of the hardest emotions to deal with. You can feel rejected in a marriage and at the end. When I feel rejected in a past relationship and more recently by a friend, it both crushed and consumed me. Thankfully, due to the steps and process I created and will share with you today, the pain lasted hours and days instead of months and years. The problem is, many of us don't know how to let go of the feeling of rejection and instead spiral into self-doubt, painful self-reflection and endless questioning. Can you relate to this? This kind of questioning stills peace of mind and it can affect our health, our relationships, our work, our self-esteem and happiness. So I've, I've written a process how you can get through rejection and not let it crush or consume you. The problem with rejection is that it's often at the core of the marriage ending and always at the end. And when I work with married couples to save their marriage, you know, rejection always comes up. And this could be due to a lack of affection, no intimacy, a lack of engaging conversation and being listened to not being considered or consulted when decisions are made and, or when demands are made, they can feel rejected. Then there's infidelity and marriages with multiple wives, which I've coached people with. And this is where the pain of rejection can be so extremely painful and debilitating. So the feeling of rejection doesn't just end though when the marriage ends so say you went through this pain when a relationship was ending and then you separate and get divorced for some people they carry this rejection with them after the separation after divorce and it's like a heavy weight which if not released is dragged into the next relationship the insecurities the negative Feelings of rejection are then taken up um, and taken with them to the next relationship. And, you know, I work with many individuals where when we first start working together, I can see that they're still hung up by this past rejection. And um, if you're feeling down now, angry or hurt by it, you'll benefit from going through the steps I've got today, dealing with it and setting yourself free. When rejection strikes, many people will say to themselves, where did I go wrong? Am I attractive? Am I rubbish at relationships? What's wrong with me? Will I ever find someone that likes me? Who would want me now? Do people think it's all my fault? Am I not compatible? They also wonder if they're too emotional, fat, annoying, boring, unlovable, selfish, demanding, high maintenance. The list continues. When I see rejection holding them back from moving on, we follow this process that I'm going to share with you today and we spend a few sessions also on increasing self-confidence and self-compassion. Friends and families, 
you know, may reject you in divorce. So there's other than just the spouse, um, rejection in divorce can come from your family, your friends, or even your own children. As I addressed in my other podcast episode, what to do if your child doesn't want to see you. If this rejection has happened for you since your divorce or separation, then please, you know, go and listen to that episode. I think you may find it helpful in dealing with the the feelings of rejection if your child doesn't want to see you and how to handle that very difficult issue. Sara I work with got married at um, 19 to a 44-year-old man as his second wife. They had a son together, but she later um, no longer could live in such a loveless marriage. She had to escape, and she left with her son and filed for divorce. Sadly for Sarah, her parents, who arranged the marriage, rejected her, and they now no longer speak. When Sarah and I worked together, we focused on overcoming family rejection. Family rejection can be common in marriage breakdown and divorce, but more so in some cultures and religions than others. Your in-laws, your parents, your cousins, aunts and uncles may react differently towards you if your marriage has ended or shut you out completely. And this can add extra stress to an already difficult and painful time for many families. So it's important not to hold on to these feelings of rejection. And that's why I've really focused heavily on this in depth so that you can really begin to take these steps friends also you know can reject you gary found that after he got separated who his real friends were you know he was saying that he lost so many friends because his wife took them in his words you know she in his eyes she took them and his friends just didn't answer his calls the ones that did i think they just avoided him he said that they just didn't know what to say But regardless of the reason of why they'd rejected him, it really, really hurt him. And some weekends he would say that his phone went the whole weekend without as much as a text. And this bothered him because he just longed for someone to talk to and for someone just to show that they actually cared about him. Needless to say, you know, taking action and and calling and, and meeting new friends was something that we focused on in our coaching together. You know, we, we sat down and said, well, where will you meet like, like-minded friends and how can we rebuild your friendship groups and, and rebuild your social life? And that's what we did as part of my Create a New Beginning chapter of, of your life. So here is a process and this will help you begin to deal with the rejection and then take it on. And then I'll also share with you at the end a really painful story that happened to me of rejection at the beginning of the year, which... You know, hopefully may see how I implemented the steps when it happened to me. So step one is recognise that your feelings are natural and rejection is part of life and definitely part of the breaking up and divorce process. You know, they say that marriage is now 40 to 50% end in divorce. That's 40 to 50% of people also feel like you feel um, in some way. There will be some element of rejection either when the marriage is breaking up or at the end step two is realize that it passes but you need to go through it in order to move on from it if you distract yourself from it by overexerting yourself or using substances it just won't go away 
even if you get some temporary relief from food, alcohol, medication, the feelings of rejection will still be there. So try not to indulge in these. I do actually have a program which focuses on changing habits, emotional habits that we do after we go through difficulties in life when we adopt these unhelpful behaviours to block our emotions. And uh, if you'd like to find out more than that about that, you go to my website, www.purepeacecoaching.com or email me at nicola, nicola at purepeacecoaching.com. And step three is don't criticise yourself or blame yourself. It can be so easy to fall into the trap of self-attacking through unhelpful questions. You know, why did I do this? Why did I do that? You know? Um, so break this cycle, write down your thoughts, and then do step four. And step four is learn from it. Ask yourself, what are the lessons here? What have I learned about myself and the situation? And then look how you can apply what you have learned. For example, how can I use what I have learned in the future? What can I and will I do differently next time? How can I use this experience to change things? What have I learned about myself and my feelings? So these are all good questions that you can ask yourself to learn from it. It's really important to learn from the rejection so you can just let it go and your mind no longer needs to hold on to it. Step five is share it. Speak to someone you trust about how you feel. There is power in sharing it. Often when we, you know, often we blow things up into our, in our own mind we think all sorts of irrational and damaging thoughts because we've just blown it so out of proportion in our own minds. And it's through sharing our feelings with someone else that we can get a much clearer perspective. We can have a reality check, if you like. So share your thoughts with someone that you really trust, a coach, a friend, a family member. Just make sure that it's someone that you trust and that you can talk to without having to worry about fear of being judged or criticised or made to feel worse. Step six is take action to make yourself feel better. You know, Surround yourself with people who make you feel good. Invest in some healing or some coaching. Meditate. Do something to really boost your self-confidence. For those I coach, you know, that could mean um, a new haircut, a suit, a personal trainer, a mini getaway. Those are what people I've coached have said and found useful. In the past, when I felt rejected in my relationship, I focused on my fitness, I had my teeth whitened, you know, I had my hair straightened. I researched fun holidays I could do with a tour group abroad to really boost my self-confidence. Many individuals just jump straight into dating again to boost their self-confidence. It does work for some people, but others find that it actually makes things worse. So I don't personally recommend it in my coaching for someone to just go and start dating unless they're really sure that they are ready for it. Because when you start dating, you need to be ready for some rejection. Because sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want it to work out. If it does for you and you've been really lucky, then, you know, that's wonderful. But for the majority of people that try dating again, you know, some things don't go as smoothly as they want. You know what it's like. You really like someone and then they don't text or call you back. And then someone that perhaps you don't like as much, they really are keen on you. And, you know, it's, it's, it's that way. I don't know why it works like that, but it just does. Step seven is... 
don't take it personally. Remember that rejection takes two. Like you'll hear people say time and time again, it takes two to argue, it takes two to tango, etc, etc. The same is true for rejection, you know. It involves two people, two perspectives and two viewpoints. So just don't take it personally that someone is rejecting you, you know. Remember that it's not all about you. In fact, it's impossible for it to be all about you, as the other person doing the rejection is influenced by their own world, their own viewpoint, their own values, their own past and current experiences. So before you go inward and attack yourself, consider that it could be nothing to do with you, but in fact more about them and what's happening for them at that particular time. The most important step to let go of rejection is this one. If you take one thing from this episode, then take this. It has helped me in my deepest moments of rejection. I felt totally rejected twice this year. One was after speaking at an engagement where people were upset by me saying the word divorce. I felt terrible to begin with, you know. I took it so personally and I even thought about giving up the business for a second. I was crushed because all I wanted to do was to help people and help them heal emotionally and yet here I was being rejected by something that I was trying to do to help people but I followed the above process and when I got to step seven realizing that it takes two people and it's not just about me it's also about them it really helped me understand and to not let it hurt me because there must be something that they don't like about the word divorce and what it represents and it's not for me to just take it too personally You know, sometimes people will reject you because of their own experiences and perceptions. And you need to let that be okay. You need to let it be okay if your spouse has rejected you for something. Because it's about them as well, you know. It's about the fit with them. So accept that your values, your your alignment, your passions, your attractiveness won't always match other people. So you have two choices. To let it go or take action to resolve it. Which brings me to step eight. Step eight is to focus on what you can control and take action. This is really, really important. Don't let rejection hold you back. Focus on what you can do to change or what you really can do next time. By focusing on only what you can change, you can bounce back and celebrate your individuality and step back into action. Famous rejected people did remarkable things after. Can you believe that Walt Disney was told he lacked imagination and had no good ideas before he made it big? Michael Bloomberg was told to leave through redundancy when he was working as a partner for Salomon Brothers Investment Bank. He used the payout from his redundancy to start his own business and became the 18th richest person in the whole world. Oprah Winfrey was told she would never make it on TV and was fired twice before her record-breaking TV show. Steve Jobs was fired from his own company but still didn't let this rejection deter him. All of them pushed through their rejection and didn't let the pain stay. They just focused on what they could do next in their life to really push through this. I'm going to talk to you now about my recent rejection experience. Now this was not a romantic rejection, but 
I wanted to talk about this one rather than use a romantic rejection because this is something that happened to me recently and I thought I would share it with you. So recently I was rejected by a friend and um, I went through this process and I know it works and I do this process with many and many of my clients and um, at the beginning of the new year I made a huge mistake and I really upset a friend who I really loved and valued and she didn't want to be friends or talk to me after. I felt so hurt and crushed. In fact, I cried for three days. I just felt this huge loss and this huge rejection. And day and night, I just couldn't get it out of my mind. It was really hard to switch off. And it was really hard for me to sleep. So I went on YouTube and I googled, you know, relaxation, meditation... And this just really helped me. So, you know, if my mind was going crazy, I'd just go and lie in my bed at 10 o'clock at night and just play self-healing, relaxing meditation. And um, I didn't stop the thoughts. I didn't allow the, you know, I didn't push it aside or tell myself that it didn't matter because it did matter to me. And I allowed myself to feel it. And I knew this was the best way to let it pass quickly because if we block our emotions and we don't learn from them, then we just feel more and more frustrated and the negativism can build in you and and linger for months rather than just a few days. So I allowed these thoughts to come up and then I wrote down how I was feeling. I wrote down all the things why I was grateful to have such a painful experience. I wrote down all the things that I was learning and then thoughts would come up and I just would sat alone and write what thoughts would come up. And the thoughts would come up would be like, why did you do that? How could you make that mistake? What's wrong with me? What do they think of me? What are they saying about me? This whole reel of sad things that I kept thinking. And I didn't give these thoughts any power. I just wrote them down and then dismissed them one by one. There would be things like, I really didn't mean to make the mistake and there's nothing wrong with me and you know I'll just address them and not give them any power but if you just allow them in your head without writing them down or without acknowledging them then they just keep going round and round and round and round so I thank my mind for bringing them to my attention and then I learnt, I listed all the lessons that I learnt from the experience how I could avoid making the mistake again I just don't entertain these thoughts anymore and then I shared it I told two friends what happened And they laughed at my mistake and how much I was affected by it. And I can still hear their their loving joking with me. And it enabled enabled me to see things a lot more differently. And then I took action. You know, I went out of my way to make amends and change the relationship. I made several apologies. I paid for the mistake, offered a peace offering gift, which wasn't accepted. But it doesn't matter because I still took the action. And lastly, I remind myself that rejection is not one-sided and not to take it personally. It's not that there's something wrong with me or them, but there's something wrong with our fit together. Perhaps our outlook, energy, compatibility and values don't match. This awareness is freeing. I felt liberated. Learning that I cannot control how someone reacts to me, but I can change and focus on what I do, lifted the burden from me. And that's how I devised, you know, the step eight is just not to take rejection personally and just to focus on what you can do. And this really helped me and many of the people that I have the privilege of working to. So 
Remember that rejection in a relationship can often be down to something going on with that person doing the rejecting as well. Maybe it's stress, you know, maybe it's ill health. Perhaps there's been a value shift. Some people, when they get married, they change their values. Some people, when they have children, change their values. Where people say, you know, he's not the man I married, or she's not the person I married. We can also fall in and out of love. So if you're still married, then perhaps you need to work on rebuilding love, trust and alignment. If you're divorced, recognise that the marriage ending is not a rejection of you, but a shift in thinking and values and compatibility and understanding, and that there's nothing wrong with you. As always, I hope there's something really useful that you can gain from this today. And I just want to let you know that I do have a free ebook that you can grab your hands on. Um, all you need to do is visit www.purepeacecoaching.com and you can get your copy of this ebook, which is basically the 10 simple steps you can take now to creating a new life after divorce. And it covers action steps you can take and healing and letting go of difficult emotions. So I really hope that you gain some benefit from that. Thank you so much for listening today. From my heart to yours, take care. Thank you for listening to Divorce Talk with Nicola Beer. If you have enjoyed the program, please leave a rating and review on iTunes so more people dealing with marriage breakdown and divorce get the support they need. If you want more great free resources, such as secrets to a happier relationship, moving on fast after divorce, or tips on parenting through divorce, be sure to visit www.purepeacecoaching.com today.